All right. Welcome back into Gridiron Icon, the podcast. I am joined by my partner in crime, number 88, Mr. Preston Denard. How are we, sir? My friend, I'm doing quite well. And one of the reasons is you can, I don't know if you can truly see this, but if I turned around, you'd see the writing on the back. It's the USA Track and Field Championships this year in 2024. It was right here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And guess who was here? I got to see and meet. Christian I, Coleman and wow. Noah Lyles, and okay. they ran a hell of a 60. But anyway, folks, Albuquerque, New Mexico, you've never been here. Outstanding, fun. Roy's here in this state, and you're going to find out all about it. All right. Well, it's a bit of a teaser there, a nice segue. <laughs> we have a very special guest this week on Gridiron Icon, and I'm really excited to dive into our visit. Our guest this week hails from Alberta, Canada. Is this our first Canadian, Preston? This is our first Canadian, I think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've this been to Canada. <laughs> I love Canada. We're going to talk about that. This gentleman was a fourth-round pick in the 1969 NFL-AFL draft by the Houston Oilers. For you youngsters, that was a great team. Love you, Blue. Went on to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers dynasty as well as the San Diego Chargers. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion, a two-time All-Pro, a two-time Pro Bowler, and he won the Golden Toe Award in 1974. It was a very good year. One of the few players that have played in both the NFL and the AFL. Please welcome in our special iconic guest this week, former Pittsburgh great Roy Jarella. Yeah, get the applause. And hey, if you know. Hey, Roy. Welcome, baby. Thank you. You know, if, <laughs> if you live in New Mexico, Stacy, you know Roy Jarella. And I tell you what, he, the Steelers, they won a ton of championships, six or whatever <laughs> it is. Uh, Roy's been in three of those things. Roy, you got three rings? I got three rings. Oh, oh. you know what, Roy? I'm, I'm going to let this be known throughout the whole land. Roy comes to a celebrity golf tournament in Albuquerque, New Mexico, every year for us, for the ALS Foundation. I've never seen his rings. Roy, this year, you're bringing your rings, baby. I'll wear mine, but yours is going to stand out. And I want you to do it because Robin's coming. Because, <laughs> oh. you know, Robin can't wear his rings anymore with the fingers going off. I got the <laughs> All right, let me quit. Let me quit. Is that the oh. difference between a uh, linebacker and a kicker? Is that, is that how that works? Difference. Well, <laughs> some kickers get um, – eat too much and kind of eat themselves out of the league too, you know? So um, I was, I got too, a little bit too heavy. Now I lost a lot of, a lot of weight. Now my rings don't fit because I got oh. resized. Because <laughs> I lost the weight. My and the fingers are, are much skinnier than they were before. Wow. Okay. I love it. We've, we've got to dive into this because, uh, A, we don't get enough of our special teams icons on this show, in my opinion. It's been a big week in the NFL with Matthew Slater retiring. Special teams is kind of under the spotlight. But it's even more rare to get somebody from Alberta, Canada. you got to give us a deep dive on your history, Roy, as a kid, how you came upon the sport. Was it your favorite sport? And what were your other interests growing up as a kid in Canada? No, I grew up in Canada. I grew up in Alberta. In fact, I grew up in Surreal, Alberta, until I was about maybe three, four years old. Then my father got a job uh, in the largest pulp and paper mill in the world on the west coast of Vancouver, Canada. And so we all moved before that. You know, they were from the Ukraine. And, and they escaped all that and and moved west and went to Canada. And the whole family, my grandfather and everybody all went together. And when he went to Alberta, that was like, uh, uh, what do you call it, when they give you land to to work on? Um, oh. oh, yeah. I know what you speak yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Home, homesteading. Homestead. Homestead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and, you know, there's a nice, a nice big house there. It wasn't the best, but it was doable. And um, we raised, you know, uh, 
poultry and all that kind of stuff and planted gardens and all that. That was their way of life until they got a job out there. Then he and his brother went out there and signed up and got jobs, came back, loaded the, the car up, and we all went out there. Don't forget, I'm the 10th of 10 kids. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And, and um, uh, so we went up to the coast of Vancouver, just north of Vancouver, about 300 miles the Trans-Canada Highway runs from the East Coast to the West Coast, and where the high, where Trans-Canada Highway ends, just north of Vancouver, that's where I grew up. Wow. And Love um, Vancouver. It's only about 20,000 people, but now that town is dying out, and they lost the paper mill. And um, hmm. uh, so when one of my father passed away when I was in, just starting the ninth grade in Canada, uh, my eldest sister, she was 18 years older than me. Mm. She was married to a fellow that worked for the IBM company. He's American. And so the family kind of broke up because everybody was old enough to fend for themselves and go on. And so I, they, I, my mother says, you know, you got to go with them. You know, you, you'll fit in school. You'll be in a better situation because we're, we're poor. And um, uh, and so we live. Uh, we left and went to uh, Tacoma, Washington. So I started my ninth grade in the United States, and then he got transferred to, to uh, Rockville, Maryland, oh. and then I finished my high school up in Honolulu, Hawaii. That was hard to take. Wow. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, that's rough. And so Vancouver to Tacoma to Maryland to uh, yeah. uh, Hawaii. Hawaii, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so my brother-in-law told me that, you know, if I'm good enough in sports and any kind of sport, that, you know, you can probably get a scholarship to one of the universities or colleges. I said, hell, I'm just trying to graduate from high school. <laughs> you know? I wasn't that I wasn't a good student, just that I didn't have any place to study or didn't have any parental guidance because parents were too busy. Uh, and um, so it was it was hard leaving, but it had to be done. And I, I understood that. And um, so after in Hawaii, I played football, basketball, football and baseball. And they didn't have soccer, but in Canada, I played ice hockey, baseball, soccer. Wow. When I was a kid. Wow, man. And um, – I only spent about maybe two or three years uh, from uh, Pee Wee to Midget playing playing ice hockey, <laughs> but um, didn't have the proper skates because on one one skate it was the 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 the, the blade was kind of crooked just a little bit, and so every time I stepped on it that way, it always took me to the right. You know, skating so down all of a sudden. They're taking to the right, and I, I couldn't go on. I didn't have the proper equipment as well. So I just played – after that, I just played uh, baseball and uh, soccer. So soccer was my background mainly. And so in Hawaii, uh, New Mexico State, uh, Warren Woodson at that time, he was the head coach. Through my coach in Rockville, Maryland, who – Knew Warren Woodson, uh, told Warren Woodson about me where I was in in Hawaii because he kept in, he kept in touch with me. He's the one that generated the scholarship for me to, to go from Hawaii to uh, Mexico State. Oh, wow. And so, and so what I did was in my senior year, I sent him a, a sixteen millimeter. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> black and white, where I punted. I played defensive back, offensive back, and um, because I've always thought when I was younger, the more you can do, the better off you're going to be. You know. Now, and, am I here at old school? Sixteen millimeter. You know, I mean. <laughs> half back, all D back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Go ahead, Roy. <laughs> I, I I tried everything, you know. In baseball, yeah. I was a catcher. All right, that was my best sport. Yeah, and, uh, add another one go. to the list. <laughs> Man, 
And uh, after my baseball practice, I used to go down and catch batting practice for the Hawaii Islanders, the AAA club. Yeah. And um, and the scout that was scouting me at that time, he got me to do this. And so I drove down after our high school practice to the stadium where the Islanders played and caught batting practice. I saw pitches I never saw before. <laughs> you know, the ball was coming pretty fast. All of a sudden, I learned how to put my glove up real quick. And yeah, real quick. one ball hit me right in the freaking forehead. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> you know, you, you learn real quick. But Ed Sadowski was a catcher back then. You know, he taught me some a lot of uh, great moves and and how to throw and all that kind of stuff. And and then um, went to New Mexico State. I junior year um, we needed a kicker so halfway through my junior year Warren Woodson was having tryouts and in the meantime I was kicking on my own soccer style <laughs> and uh, Freddie wow. Glick who was who played for the Houston Oilers you mm -hmm. probably heard of him pressing or no yep. no Freddie heard that name mm -hmm. uh, it, uh, he was my he was my college defensive back coach. And believe it or not, Preston, I, I started as a defensive back for Woodson for three wow. years. Dad, I, gonna, I just missed him. I just missed him. He just missed me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Every time he came up to you and I said, hope, hope that guy's not playing, man. <laughs> He's on the roster. <laughs> and so and so I started kicking and all of a sudden Freddie Glick saw me out there all by myself before practice uh -huh. and after practice and just watched me. And he, he walked over to me after one afternoon practice, and he says, Roy, he says, keep on doing what you're doing as far as kicking. He says, right now, he says, the NFL lacks kickers, period. He's right now, you could probably go and kick for, for the Houston Oilers. I was afraid of that. You know, I'm just trying to get the ball <laughs> off the ground, you know. Wow. And so, uh, so what I did was that, uh, Freddie says, I'll be out here with you every before practice and after practice for 20 minutes. We're going to kick. I'm just going to watch you because I don't know what the hell you're doing. Okay. But what I'm going to do for you is that next year is a senior year. Yeah, I'll be here. He says, I can get the Houston Oilers to come out and take a look at you. Mm. I said, all right. Wow. So my sister and brother-in-law over in Hawaii were being transferred back to New Jersey. And they called me up and said that they're being drafted, blah, blah, blah. We have a free trip all the way through Asia and Europe and all the way into England and Ireland, wow. Scotland, whatever, you know. And we, we want you to go with us. And before that, I already decided that I was going to stay back at New Mexico State. And during the summertime, not going back home to Canada, stay there and just work on the kicking mm -hmm. the whole summer. And that's, that's what made me because I kicking in the pros, you had to kick off the ground. Yep. And you know what? Wow. I had a hard time, you know, wow. and then, and then I was out there one day kicking, kicking, kicking. You know, it was like in golf, you know, you just try to hit the ball so hard thinking that it's going to solve everything, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that way until the swimming coach, coach Stacy, from New Mexico State, came down to the stadium and I was kicking. Um, and um, he had, I was in his class and he asked me if I can come down and watch me work out. And uh, I said, sure. So he came down and he stood about 50 yards away and just watched for a while. And then while I was kicking, I figured, what's he doing down there? When is he going to come up here and say something? <laughs> and, um, he came up and he said, I didn't even see him come up and he's about 10 yards behind me. And then all of a sudden I heard somebody behind me. I turned around and it was him. I said, coach, I says, that must, I didn't know where you went. <laughs> he says, can I give you just one bit of advice? I said, sure. I said, anything is going to, is going to help me. I'll try. He says, leave your left foot on the ground for as long as you can kick the ball, make good contact with it, and follow through. Leave the left foot on the ground for as long as possible. Oh. You know what? <clears throat> and that solved everything. The height, 
It's like hitting a golf ball and jumping off your feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where's the ball going to go? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Line drive, you know, you may hit one out of four real nice. Let's try to do it again. But the technique and how to do it mm-hmm. is big time. And so, God, and wow. so I worked on that. And then I kicked two or three. And then he says, Good job. He says, That's all you need to do. And he just walked away. Wow. You know, but that little tip. Mm-hmm. probably made me and put me on the right path. And my sister and brother-in-law was saying, you know, you never have this opportunity again, blah, 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 blah. I <laughs> says, I'm still a young man. And I says, if I ever want to go to, well, I don't want to go to China anyway. What, what, nothing <laughs> ever for me. Yeah, I In fact, my mother told me, told all of us, when you go older and you travel, don't don't go to the Ukraine or Russia. Oh, really? that was coming from them that experienced way back when. Way back when with the revolution. Unreal. Because if they'll they'll sense that you are from here, then mm. they'll keep you. Yeah, you won't be able to leave. Won't be able to leave. Wow, really? Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. And Roy, even, the, even my grandfather said the same thing because he used to get the Ukrainian newspaper sent to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've always remembered that. And I told my sister and brother-in-law, if I ever want to go to Europe, I says, I can do it anytime as I get older and start working and have, have the money to go on my own. Yeah, I'd rather go on my own anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Roy, you had, you, you had a wonderful pro career. Wonderful college career. And after all that, and we're going to talk about all that, but I, I got to throw this little tidbit in after you have been shown by that coach about what it was you needed to do to change your whole ball game. And it made sense to you. I got a wonderful story, Stace. Hit us. PJ, my, my fourth son. <laughs> Roy's Roy, Roy know what I'm getting ready to say. We're coming back from an El Paso visit or something. And we stopped by, he called Roy, said, Roy, we're coming back through cruises. We're going to Albuquerque. I think I had my, my two boys at the time yeah. and my grandson. And uh, so Roy comes over and has dinner with us at the restaurant in cruises. It's in the evening. He, he was gracious enough to come out of the home and do that. And we're sitting there. We sit, we eat, we do all this. All of a sudden, Roy and PJ, because PJ is a specialist. He's a kicker, punter, holder, all that. And he is a, going to be a senior in high school. <laughs> and Roy, they get up, they move chairs in the restaurant out of their way. And they, Roy's standing there showing him how to take his leg and thrust and follow through and release and do all whatever they were talking about. And there's these two guys in a restaurant working on punting and kicking, striking the ball. And all. It was the funniest <laughs> thing. And I should have recorded it. It would have been a genius <laughs> moment, but I didn't. I just took it all in. And But the one thing I got from it, Roy, is you took the time to give back what somebody gave you at that moment. It made all sense to you because it made a whole lot of sense for PJ. So thank you for that. I hadn't had a chance to go right. back. And, and, and I, I, I always remember where I came from, how I got to where I was and who helped me along the way. And, and, um, mm-hmm. and I didn't really mind the people that used to say, well, you know, when I got drafted, people here would say no, because they expected other people mm-hmm. to get drafted. And all of a sudden I was the first guy drafted. And so I remember how, the local people can turn against you too mm-hmm. and say, Hey, what did he do? He didn't do much. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And, uh, haters, haters. And they told me, they told me point blank, you know, you'll never make it. It's too good to be true. Wow. You know, Unreal. And, Super Bowl and, rings and later. And I, yeah. I used to say to people, That's okay. The only person that's going to determine that if you're going to make it or not is yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and whether or not your mind is set properly, if that's what you really want to do and get after it, you get at, then you put all your energy into it. And that's all I did. Otherwise, yeah. I would have been over in 
Europe, you know, with my sister and brother. brother. <laughs> Traveling. If I would have went, if I would have went, I would have been. I would. I wouldn't be here. Yeah, you you would have three Super Bowl rings, and and, and Stacy mentioned that earlier. Which one of those rings is more special, if they are at all? Well, they're all special because they all mean different things, as you know, Preston. Yeah, and um, uh, sometimes the first one is this is it. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes yeah. you expected more or less or whatever, but I never expected more because I was never programmed that way as a kid. And um, but everything, I mean, just being drafted, wow, you know, is actually made my life. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm thankful for all the people along the way that helped me, Freddie Glick and. Mm-hmm. The swimming coach and and trial and error that I put forth and mm-hmm. and um, all the energy. I mean, I, I kicked every day. Wow, you know. And then um, my my lady friend at that time, you know, she says she's a cheerleader. You know, she says I got drafted. Oh. I got drafted. <laughs> And when I, the, the draft at that time, when they had the draft in April, I was over at, over at her house during spring break. Oh, were you? <laughs> and and um, I read it in the newspaper, Jarrell had drafted by Houston in the, in the fourth round. And so wow. I, I – but I, uh, I was smart enough to read it about four or five times, but I couldn't believe it myself. Wow. <laughs> you know? And so <laughs> – I said, hey, Darla, as the uh, draft came out, I said, I, I, I said Here's it, here it is in the paper. I got a little write-up. It says, Drill drafted in the fourth round. I ah, you won't make it. She says, you know, ah, too good no, to be she true. Did not. Said, no, oh. <laughs> Yeah. I said, yeah. and I have my paper got? up here. <laughs> I have my paper up here like this. And I said to myself, I don't need to be with this woman. Yeah. <laughs> There's if a commercial go, like that out there. I'm going to go on and do this. What yeah. I want to do. I'll bet yeah. you regretted that move. So she came down. And she she called me after I made it, and asked if she can come down and watch a game this, in November, close to Thanksgiving. I said, "Sure, come on down." And then picked her up at the airport, and she said, um, "About five minutes down the road, when we're getting married." Oh, I don't think so. I said, <laughs> drink all that. <laughs> yeah. I said, you know what, Darla? I said, I hate to tell you, but I am married. <laughs> I'm married to my game. Because it's nice to see that, you. She kind of fell back like this. She says, cross her arms. She says, you are? I said, yeah. He says, to whom? I says to football. Football, baby. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I Love it. And it takes at that time it took three years to get a pension. Yeah. And wow. I says, I'm gonna I wanna be on my own. And I said, just want to focus on this, get three Smart. three years in and um and and do it that way. I said we can live together. Oh no, 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 we can't do that. I said, <laughs> I said that's fine, but I just thought I'd bring it up. You know, I love it. And so, boy, talk about different time. There'd be ladies lining up to live with a guy now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As though she said, um, uh, if we don't get married, if I don't get married, if we don't get married this coming spring, then I can go ahead and marry, get married in the summer. I said, tell you what you do. I, I says, I don't want to hold you back. I don't want to be responsible for anything that goes wrong in your life. And you're just starting out as a school teacher, got your master's degree and everything. You're smart. You're beautiful looking. And I says, <laughs> I says, please do me a favor and get married in the summertime and do yourself a favor. Because that's really what you want to do. But it's not what I really want to do at this time. That's why it says we can always live together. Mm-hmm. After a year or two, we can make a decision together. But you turn that down, so 
That's what you. That's what. That's the path that he has to follow. Hmm. Wow, Roy had game. Let's yeah, just sum did. this up with Roy had game. <laughs> <laughs> you the man, Roy. You the man. <laughs> no, I, I, mean, I just, you know, you know, you only pass this through life one time, so you know you got to do it for yourself and for others, and <laughs> and. Uh, and protect yourself and, and do what's right for yourself as to what direction you want to go in, you know. Mm-hmm. Roy, tell Stacy and I about, or our audience too, about how Jarellas Gorillas or the Gorillas Jarellas and all, the, all that. How did that start? How did that, is that an official fan club or just a group of folks that just, the guys just said, we're with him? How did that get started? Well, they, they toss that name around a little bit, and they, they? and they said to themselves, you know, they all came from uh, Portview, which was which is about fifteen miles outside of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and and um, and uh, after one game, I think it was the last preseason game, they said that we're going to form a fan club for the season on your behalf. We're going to call it Jarrell's Gorillas. Wow. I love it. That is so cool. I says, Move please, Franco's I, army. Move I, over. Please do not. I, I says, please do not do that. I don't want. I don't want that. Really? That yeah. That's going to be the only banner in the stadium. Plus, through the NFL, as Preston, you may know, and through the NFL, um, that no banner only. Television yep. banners are allowed up on the wall. Yep. You can't have any fan clubs. And that's is you can go talk to the Steelers about it or talk to the NFL about it. I said, they're going to turn you down. Mm-hmm. And which they did. They did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I said, well, there you go. You know, I said, Didn't stop them. <laughs> I said, good. I said, I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that shit on the wall. <laughs> no, no, no. It's yeah. there. So it's how did they how, how did it stay live? How did they what, what happened? What they I'm just gonna say once once they all said no, you can't do that. They said they all got together because they're season ticket holders. Oh and they're okay. and they're middle-aged people, okay? And they go there and have a great time, they don't bother anybody and and uh they had a great seat, and they had, where we come on the on the field in, in Pittsburgh, they're right there, mm-hmm. and the banner would be hanging down the, oh, the corner of the end zone, right? How sweet! And and so we're gonna do it anyway without it. So I I said no, please don't do it. So <laughs> I left it at that. And the next game, Terry Henry says, "Roy," he says, "I checked Terry. the field. Guess what?" Drills, grills, sign is out there on the banner. Or the, I love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no. He said, yeah. I says, are you shitting me? He says, no. He says, it's there. He says, yeah, I think it's wow. gold, black letters, a gold background. He says, it looks beautiful. I said, no, it doesn't. I didn't want it. I don't want all that stuff, you know. Too much pressure. You're not yeah. sure yeah. it and so, so, and so I asked them why you want to have a fan club, and they said because we had Gene Bingo, we had uh, Ringo, uh, this other guy, forget his name, but straight on kicker that uh, could only kick it maybe about 30, 25, 30 yards. Oh, and In the NFL, <laughs> ouchie. Yeah. Well, he 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 traveled throughout the whole league, I think. Trying to, I can't trying imagine to why you it. forgot his name. <laughs> I know, really. <laughs> Who is that? Yeah. Who? Mm-hmm. I mean, you were you were in a golden era for kickers with you yeah. know the uh, well, the Tony Fritches. Was that friend? Go back ahead, Ray. A little bit later. Oh, I was in an era where Jan Stenrud in the Gogolats. Yeah. Oh yeah, kicked Gogolat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, President, I mean, I, 1969, another thing that, another war that I had was that I played in 1969 called the All-Star Game. Oh, yeah. 
Now, did you were you just a or did you play DB? Get this. I got the letter from uh, from uh, Otto Graham from the uh, Chicago Tribune. Yeah, Chicago Tribune, right? Inviting me that I was selected as a kicker to participate in the call for with the calls All Stars being the kicker. To play against Joe Namath and the New York Jets, who won the Super Bowl that year oh, by beating the right. Baltimore Colts. Was that to be played in Chicago? Yes. That game? Okay. Yeah. And um, I looked at it. I said, they got the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it, it, it's impossible for me to <laughs> impossible. be awarded this, this, this award, beautiful award. So I had Keith Colson, who was a athletic director at New Mexico State at that time. I went to him. I said, Keith, I said, please read this letter. I said, I read it three or four times. I says, I still can't believe. I think they got the wrong guy. So he, and he read it. He said, congratulations. He said, it's a, it's a big, big award to play in that All-Star game. I said, I think they got the wrong guy. I, said, I, I said, I did okay. We could have done better, but. You know, there's got to be somebody better mm-hmm. somewhere, you know. And he, I made him call Otto Graham right there. Call him and ask Otto. and tell him <laughs> to make myself feel wanted when I go you know, <laughs> or belong there. And so, yeah, he said, you know, we had the team go out, the scouts go out and evaluate everybody. The seniors coming out and you're the top one. That's holy incredible shit. honor. Yeah. Oh. And nervous because you know you're there with all these high draft picks and, and soon to yeah. be and and you, you you wonder if you're worth it. <laughs> Apparently but, you were, sir. Well in my that's amazing. In my eyes, no, in other people's eyes, yeah. So I was kind of hard on myself, I, and that's probably one thing I did personally when I was playing. I was, I was always nothing seemed to be good enough, you know. And um, and I, another thing I didn't know on the pro level was how to how to practice because you have what twelve or fourteen, sixteen games, mm-hmm. and it's a long haul. And so, how do you practice week every day of the week? Mm-hmm. And when I was with Houston, what happened was halfway through, I kicked every day because I I thought I saw everybody else working, so I everybody thought I, I was thinking that everybody would think that I'd be working too. Mm-hmm. And so halfway through the year, shit, my leg was dead. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and it just seemed listless, and so I just mm-hmm. took. A few days off, and it came back, and I says, "There you go." I said, "I got to start taking some time to rest." God, that really and, says a lot for coaching during that time period because you were kind well, of calling it's your the thing own that, shots. It's the thing, yeah, it, it, but the coaches get this. When I went to Pittsburgh, and um, the, their first practice, we met them in Cleveland. And Coach Noel came up, I flew in Cleveland, and Coach Noel asked me, I got there just in time for pregame warm-up. I mean, um, the pregame meal was being finished. <clears throat> and um, Coach Noel came up to me, he said, Roy, he says, um, nice to see you, nice, I'm glad you're here. He says, we need you. He says, uh, can you kick off tonight? I said, yes. Yeah. He says, I know you just flew in. I said, yeah, he goes, I can do that. And I says, and uh, because he says, because we don't have a, we don't have anybody that can kick past a ten yard line. I said, okay. <laughs> wow. And so, and so that was on a Saturday. So on a Monday morning, we had a kickoff because they had two kickers in camp, one from Wales, and the other one was from uh, a draft pick from uh, fourth fourth round pick from uh, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, everybody stopped, the practice was stopped early, and then we kicked. Everybody's watching. That's holy shit. <laughs> no pressure. So, <laughs> no pressure. We, we hit about 
four or five field goals each, you know, and went back every time and side to side and ended up with kickoffs where I just kind of blew them away on that. And, um, and so after practice, uh, I was on one sideline and Coach Noel was on the other side talking to these other two kickers separately, right? Mm-hmm. And I figured, well, I guess I'm done. So I'll start to just slowly walk towards the locker room. And then he comes, he comes running over, right? And he puts his hand on my shoulder. He says, Roy, he says, I'm glad that I'm glad you're you're here. He says, um, he says, and soccer style was a new thing. Mm-hmm. And he immediately said, he said, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> he said, I can't coach you. <laughs> he said, I, I don't understand the, the style of kicking. <laughs> he said, but this is the future, I've been told. He says, you'll be my kicker for this year. Mm. And in that sentence, the most important word was this. Yeah. And he didn't emphasize it, but the way he said it, you'll be my kicker this year. Well, mm. prove to me that you can do it. He says, I like you, I like what you did in Houston for two years. He says, uh, you set some records down there. I said, Yeah. He, and he says, and the other coaches also cannot help you because they don't know a damn thing about <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> and, he says, and he's laughing, right? He says, and, and they have a hard time with their own position. So wow. says, I love nobody that can help story. you. Nobody can help Boy. you. I said, Coach, I said, you know what? I says, great. I said, I'll do the best I can for you. I'm my own coach. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow. And I says, I'll be ready to go. And I said, I'm going to do the best I can. And then uh, hopefully it's good enough for you. Were you the only soccer style kicker at that time? Or were there others? No, there are others. Okay. okay. Uh, but others that, that are just trying to make it. Yeah. 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 But as far as playing and playing on a team, mm-hmm. at that time, there's only uh, me or the standard group before me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was, um, and as far that as making it, I was next. I was after him. Mm. Wow. And then there was Horst Molman, that was a German guy that played soccer and he tried it with Cincinnati and he made the, t- the team. Mm-hmm. Kick on soccer stuff, and then they slowly were creeping in, creeping in <laughs> for the next three or four or five years. Uh, yeah, you know, because in college they weren't kicking soccer style, Mm-mm. right? And so it took the college I, to, took the college kids a few years to mm-hmm. get get hang of it. You know, kick and you look at the NFL today, and kickers get a bad name, right? Like. Either everybody loves them or they kind of walk away from them down the sideline. <laughs> How, can you just give us in 30 seconds what it was like for Roy Jurella to walk into a locker room with Mean Joe Green, Jack Lambert, mm-hmm. Mel Blunt, mm-hmm. uh, LC Greenwood, uh, and look around? And, I mean, did they embrace you as one of their teammates as a kicker? Yeah, they embraced me in a different way as far as um, uh, the position because – one practice, after practice, when I was kicking, I, I purposely I decided to kick after practice was over. And then I told Dwight White and uh, uh-huh. and uh, Joe Green and um, I think it was John Banizak. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. They, yeah. they kept on asking me, what part of the foot do you kick with? Uh, you know, you hit the ball with. <laughs> so I says – just watch me. And so I was about 35, 37 yards out hitting them. And they're looking up like this. And they're looking at me like. <laughs> Dwight Wade says, how do you do that? <laughs> uh, Dwight's magic, man. <laughs> magic. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Dwight, that's your size 14 or 15. Dude, Joey, you're the same way. I see you guys can probably kick that ball. 
up in the stands. <laughs> yeah. The guy who got a small foot. Oh, my God. Wow. You know, so, so they occasionally they used to, on the passing, after practice, they always used to hang around any and work on their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Stop by and watch me kick a little bit and just walk off. Sometimes Coach Snow would get about seven yards away and just stand there. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, just make sure the ball's going up in the air. That's what you do, John. Yeah. <laughs> Terry Henry says, "Fuck you, better don't fucking." No, Bobby Walden, punter. He was a punter in, in my holder. He said, "There he is. He's, he's fucking with you again, Roy." That's a good. Says, that is. He says he's checking your height. You know, and plus, if the ball goes through or not, so because yeah. you look, you look around like this. Yeah, and so, that is so funny. So oh, so special. It, it's um, it's time for them to relax too, and and have some fun, and mm-hmm. and uh, poke fun at one another. But as far as demeaning somebody, I never, never felt that, never experienced Good. it. You know, it, with awesome. those guys, they're, they're all great guys. Yeah. And um, I, I always thought that Terry Bradshaw, who was right next to me in my lot at the locker, Terry Hanratty, and every day I said, Terry Hanratty is all American. Terry Bradshaw, probably all American. I don't know if I'm Louisiana Tech, but I played against him in college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I that's Terry, right. I said, Shit, you're the biggest guy on that team. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And he's a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, Joe yeah. Green was the same way. Joe Green was the same way. He. We played against. He went to uh, North Texas, mm-hmm. same as Dwight White. And um, I asked Joe. I says, Joe. I says we had an All American by the name of Rick Hackley. Since I mentioned the name, he smiled. Mm-hmm. I said, remember playing against Rick Hackley? So yes, I remember. I said, yeah, you you knocked him out of the game. You know, I think you had a concussion, <laughs> a broken nose, and blood went all over his face and cut over over his eye. <laughs> I said, wow. I said, he was up for All American too, but I guess he didn't make it. Didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. I mean, here we are talking to a guy who is part of undoubtedly, arguably, someone say the greatest dynasty in the NFL history. Um, that and the 60s Packers, maybe, but um, unbelievable, Roy. We, we could probably spend another hour asking you a zillion questions, but we're going to be sensitive yes. to your time. We've, we've got <laughs> to get into Preston now? Denard's two-minute drill. This is where well, it really we, gets good. I mean, you know, we can't pass up on that, but yeah. what a pleasure having you in here tonight. Thank yeah. you so much. And, we, and we'd like to have you back in the future because we left about six million questions on the table. Yeah, I'll just, but, I'll just gonna tell you how my career ended, but we can say that for another time. Oh, no, we got to hear that part. We oh, yeah, I, I believe on. there's a torn uh, groin muscle in this story. Is that yes, true? it is. What happened was that um, um, I experienced um, a little bit of tightness in my groin area and the connective tissue, mm-hmm. and we were playing a game against Oakland, and I rested the whole week. And also the right side of my abdominal muscle on the very uh, the connective tissue. And um, so the doctor says, well, save yourself for the game time. And he says, and I'll give you a shot. And then you go up for a pregame warm-up to see if it's if, it, if you're going to be okay. I said, all right. So the doctor, Dr. Bass, he must have been about 6'6", six, 6'4", six, six, real deep voice, you know. <laughs> grabbed it. He grabs the – Preston probably experienced this where they grab the your injured part, your ankle, whatever, wherever's hurting. They grab it real hard and squeeze it. I said, oh, my God, don't do that, man. Shit. Yeah. You know? And uh, so he had to bring out this needle, man, had to be look like it was about a foot long. I said, "Shit, are you can put that all in me." No, you <laughs> know, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Don't worry. So we did that. I went out and it didn't take. And so, oh. and I oh. knew that I knew that I was in trouble. But next year, I only 
kicked maybe one time or two times during practice. I saved my, saved my other time for the game. And the worst thing I, I hated was all during the week, during practice, up until up until Saturday where we worked on special teams, I was never given a look with a rush with a kick and field goals. Yeah. And so I asked I asked Chuck Noll, uh, you know, one time before practice where he's coming out, I walked over to him and Chuck, can I talk to you for one minute? He said, Yeah, he said, hurry up. So I said, I said, he said, What do you want? And he says, uh, I just want to know if I can get about two or three live kicks under pressure, you know, during, sometime during the week. He looked at me like this. He says, no, he said, we don't have time. He kept on walking. And Terry, uh, Bobby Walden, who was a punter, man, he laughed his ass off, man. He says, I told you so. I told you he was going to be a chip. Oh boy! <laughs> but don't miss that game winner, huh? Oh no, man! No, yeah. but, but anyway, getting back to the injury part, then all year that's why I did. But and then the next year, um, it got worse. So I went to yeah. other than the team doctor, I went to two specialists in Pittsburgh doctors, and to see what was wrong with me. And they both said that. Um, your next kick could be your last, Ooh. and fits your last. You know, then you could have a hard time walking mm. because you're you've got partial the right the right groin attachment and attachment from your lower right side of your abdominal mm. uh, muscle the attachments. They're they're partially just partial separated, oh, and, and that's why. That's why, you know, you can feel it getting tight when you kick. Yeah. And so I figured, well, he says, uh, if you can just cut your practice down and and, uh, kick easy and just save it for the game. And that's what I did for two years. Really? Until I couldn't go anymore. Yeah. And so so Chuck had to cut you, right? So I walked in his office. I says, Chuck, I was smiling. I was happy. I says, Chuck, I says, you know what? I says, you're doing the right thing. Wow. I said, I can't go anymore. I said, I got partial separations of my groin and my abdominal muscle, and my last kick could be my last. I'll have a hard time mm. walking after that. I said, I don't want to push it. That's but you're doing the right wow. thing. I just want to let you know, and I thank you for the years that you have given me to play in this league. Unreal. That doesn't happen today. That does not happen today. Not at all. Real men back in the day. I'm glad. Oh, not even close. Yeah. 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 And so guys, and so what happened was that after that, that's about maybe two weeks, three weeks, I felt real good. Guess who calls me? Was, um, Uh Oh, (laughs) Chargers? No, the the wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. Um, Duriel? Huh? Duriel Harris? No, 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 not Duriel. Oh, who, which one? Uh, number 42. Oh, Paul. Oh, Paul Warfield. 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 Let's oh, talk about my. that. Yeah. Hey, let's open up a couple more minutes. Come on. Let's see. Paul's a great guy. Warfield. Because he called me. He said, Roy, he says, uh, he said, yeah, he said, well, you know, we played golf together in, in these celebrity golf tournaments. I said, yeah, you know, we hit balls together, talked, and got along r- r- very well. He said, Roy, he says, we need a kicker. He says, and I reached out to you to come out here and kick for us. I said, Paul. Really? I says, if I was if I was well, I said, I'd still be in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He wouldn't get you out know? of Pittsburgh. <laughs> but Paul, I says, he wanted me to come out. That's Paul. I'm not going to do that to you. You're a good guy. You're a great guy. You're in a position wow. where you're not going to bring in. You got to evaluate players or bring them in, hoping that they're going to do something for the team. If not, they're going to look down on you. I'll be good for maybe two or three weeks, and I'll be gone. I'll be. I couldn't go anymore. Mm-hmm. That's I'm telling you the truth, and I don't want to. I don't want them to 
fire you or be and I'm part of it because I I told you a lie. Mm-hmm. I said, but I'm I'm damaged goods. And I said, I'm only good for wow. two or three weeks. And I said, I'm not gonna do that to you. Wow. That is something else. And he said, you know what? He says, I thank you very much. He says, he says, um, I'm just telling you the truth. And then two weeks later, San Diego called. Mm-hmm. And want me to come out. I said, okay, I'll come out. And uh, I was kicking okay. And then um, and then uh, I knew it wasn't going to last. And on the third game, I, I, uh, I got hurt and missed a field goal. And that was it. Uh. But I did that for one reason. I was well enough and smart enough as to how to practice to last that many weeks. Mm-hmm. To what? To qualify for the pension because you have to play three games to qualify for a pension. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's nice what I job. So nice I job. so I instead of them sticking it to me, I I had a shot to stick it to them. <laughs> for for me so I can qualify for, for every year my pension outstanding for yeah. you and that's how it all ended wow yeah he's that, ready for the uh, two minute drill <laughs> yeah that's that 79 Chargers team was a was a loaded team too under yeah, Coriel yeah. right yeah, yeah Dan yeah. Fouts and John Jefferson oh, yeah. and Charlie Joyner and oh my yeah. god wow oh, come on okay. they were just fun to watch they were, <laughs> they were okay they were okay there, there was some other guy in 79 that was doing pretty yeah. good just across yeah. town yeah he had a good coach too yeah he did yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh he's a good one he's a good one I gotta yeah. try to get him out for the golf tournament too there you uh, go. all right oh my two goodness. minute drill okay two minute drill let's go yeah, Let's go. baby. Ready for that. All right. You ready for it, Roy? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you will. Stace, here we go, my friend. The Rapid fire. Drill. Rapid fire for the gridiron icon. All right. Here we go, my friend. One or All the right. other. Rapid fire. First thing that comes to your heart. Grass or turf? For me? Yeah, for you. Uh, <laughs> for turf. You. Turf. Okay. Interesting. Um, Chargers or Oilers? Don't know if I'd have done that, but Chargers or Oilers? For whatever reason. I have to pick the Oilers. Oilers? AFL. AFL. Okay. Love it. All right. Here's a tough one, my friend. You live in in New Mexico. Red or green? (laughs) And everybody goes, what does he mean? Is that the I know. Uh, yeah. I like you know now. I like green. green. All right, folks. He's talking about red or green chilies from Hatch, New Mexico, right here in our state. All right. Okay. Punting, punting, or kicking. Can I say both? I was hoping you said both. Oh boy, Roy. Oh, that's so cool, man. Because you can't leave one without the other, right? You can't no. do it. All right. Because I kicked for the others, I punted for the others for two years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. 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 Had a great save money on a on two guys. <laughs> there you go. Well, see, you stuck it to them. They stuck it to you. You guys yeah. stuck together. Amen. Soccer or football? Football. Your favorite movie? Movie. Mm-hmm. One through the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> classic Jack really Nicholson. yeah that is a classic <laughs> all right your most underrated teammate at any level most underrated teammate, teammate at any level high school uh, college whatever somebody you probably thought didn't get the, the the greatest break out there most underrated not thought much of but he was a heck of a player or she Um, could be a pro player. It could be anybody. Oh yeah, Any, yeah, yeah. I want to stick on that on that level. Okay. Um, 
It's what always stumps Underrated? Me. Yeah, underrated. Somebody not thought much of. Didn't Ernie think they... Holmes. Ernie Holmes. Oh, yes. Ernie Holmes. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. Boy, did they what have some beast. ballers? Ernie yeah. Holmes for God, a period of a couple of years was better than Joe Green. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was wow. good. I didn't realize that, but and you so, were there. And so now you have a guy like Jack Lambert playing middle yep. linebacker. Oh, good grief. And now you have Joe Green on one side and uh, Ernie Holmes Ernie on the other Holmes? side. Wait, being double team. Being double team. Wow. So who's he one-on-one with? Right yep. back? <laughs> so he's here, the hole opened up. He's right there. Wow. He plugs it up, right? Right, you called it. You called it. Okay, here's the next one. Your greatest football achievement, personally. Greatest football achievement? Mm, your greatest football achievement. Others. Is it could be a team or it could be a... Yeah, no, just whatever you think Anything. your greatest achievement. It could be team, individual. Your call, brother. Greatest achievement for myself. Oh. The two-headed thing. Okay. Be, uh, making all pro my first year. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. That's awesome. Because that I wanted so to cool. feel what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And go to the nice. Super Bowl. Yeah. You know. And, and with those two things, mm-hmm. I don't know what else that I can do. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Well, you can you can just answer this last question, which is the biggest one of all. Yep. You ready for this, my friend? <laughs> and I want hey, don't think long, but think hard. Okay. <laughs> okay, who plays Roy Girella in a movie about your life? My life. Who would you choose to play you about you? And don't say Denzel. Oh, no. <laughs> For one reason or another. <laughs> it would see, it would be um, Brad Pitt. No. <laughs> you know what? That could work. Yeah, that could work. Brad Pitt. Who do you say, Roy? I'm not really too familiar with the movie stars. Well, it don't have to be movie stars. It could be anybody you would choose. You know, Stacy might take a shot at it. I'll do it. <laughs> you could teach it. me how to kick. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably you know, pop my groin on the first day of practice. I'd hurt my <laughs> groin. He'd be like, yeah, that's it. That's my life. No, no, no. You won't have that much room. You'll be in a restaurant somewhere in, yeah. in Portland or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my friend... We'll may hold that one for you. You Think about that over the next few days. Who would play Roy Jarrell in a movie about your life? But in this movie right now, nobody plays it better than you. We have certainly enjoyed everything. You you got one? Yeah, Bobby Darren. Bobby Darren. Oh, okay. Wow. He went into the archives there. Yeah, yeah, you did. You went Because he's a Canadian. Oh, Uh -oh. and he's Canadian. There you go. go. And he's Canadian. Keep it all in the family. Boom. I love it. Yeah, I can see the resemblance. That's funny. Okay. Mm, All right. Stuff. Very nice. This has been an absolute pleasure yes. with the great and the iconic Roy Jarella, he of Dynasty of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and a whole bunch more. Thank you so much for joining us, Roy. This has been amazing. Thank you very much. I had a great time. And um, thank you very much, both of you, for treating me well and um, – leading me on to a lot of different things and put me to the test. Oh yeah. You, you, Hey, we, we all got put to the test, <laughs> but, but we work well as a team. I love it. That's <laughs> right. Enjoy, thank you. <laughs> An absolute pleasure folks for you're listening out there, whether you're a Steelers fan, you remember those Oilers or you just want to listen in on another iconic interview, join us on Gridiron Icon. You can find us at gridironicon.com, all the usual suspects and places, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And to the great Roy Jarella, a big thanks. Any parting shots there, number 88? Well, um, Preston, thank you very much for the, for the, 
for your input and, and for your tough questions. And <laughs> same way with you, you know, you helped me be guided along the way and, and um, had a great time. It was, it was a lot of fun. Good. We, we may be competitors, but we are teammates of the same game. Love you. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Roy.